wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Saniac Podcast, your monster mesh content creators of all things MTV's The Challenge. We do live weekly recaps, interviews, and we have a fun website. It is saniacpodcast.com. We do challenge content on there, including challenge quizzes, uh, challenge news, written recaps, and a bunch of other stuff. So check us out. Again, that's saniacpodcast.com. And you can buy all of our merch at saniacstore.com. Separate website. It's our little shop for you guys. We have tons of stuff up there right now. We did the uh, HIBIC head introspective bitch in charge. That's good shit. Yeah, we have that on a t shirt now, but we'll get that onto some other stuff soon as well. Uh, so check that out. And the promo code right now is Laurel. That's spelled L A W R U L. Uh, so you can use that for 10% off. Another quick announcement before we get started, our episode six recap audio, someone mentioned that it was really low and I took a listen. It, it seemed a little bit off to me. So I went back in and I uploaded a better version for you guys. So if episode six was off for you guys as well, then you can listen to that again. Uh, it's a fresher, cleaner version. And if ever that happens, please message us, the person who did it. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and we will get started. I'm Shawnee Suisa from LA, podcast producer. This is Zach Calhoun. He just came from the gym. Yeah, I came from the gym. I'm somewhere on the East Coast. Zach, were I'm you crossfitting right now? Were you, cross- were you crossfitting? Fuck no. You Come on now. That was a good joke. Good joke. Oh, what's the joke? I heard you like CrossFit. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with a little precap tonight before we get into the episode. Zach has some business to take care of when it comes to the car fans. But before we even get into that, we're going to talk about the beef that ensued on Twitter between Ashley and Scott Yeager from the Challenge Mania podcast. Uh, Now, you guys know we love Challenge Mania. We love their events. We love Scott. He's been a big supporter of ours, and we throw the support right back to him. So this took us all aback, and I think it got blown way out of proportion. Uh, But we did do a full recap on that. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you can check it out, saniacpodcast.com. It's one of our more recent news articles that's up there, and we go through every single tweet that said – and, you know, they weren't really much – the tweets weren't really back and forth between Ashley and Scott – it was like Ashley going on a rant at first, and then Scott, you could see that he logged on Twitter, read everything, and then he started tweeting out. Um, there was a slight crossover, but then she went to dinner, so then it was just Scott, and we do go over everything there, and the fans were ruthless to Scott. I, I have to say, I think that they were just a bit ridiculous. Some of them were really nasty and so inappropriate yeah. and, and uncalled for, you know? There, there's a couple things here. Um, I mean, first and foremost, yeah, this, this happened in Philadelphia. This, this happened right in my backyard. And I was trying to get to the show and trying to get to the show. And I just I just like couldn't clear my schedule to get there. So I, I would have been there for some serious juice. Um, well, apparently there was sucks. more juice than just that. Apparently yeah. Marie walked the, off the stage. Yep, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Um, and yeah, my other question is, was, was Ashley drunk? Like she had to be like drunk tweeting, right? That, that's, that's how I took it. I felt like she was buzzed. Everyone thought that she was drunk because she was making typos, but she corrected them really fast. I got the feeling more she was just typing very quickly and she was yeah. making some mistakes. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, she did. Listen, at the end of the day, when you read her tweets for the content, what she's saying makes some sense. But 
it it is implying that there was all this intent and this maliciousness behind what Scott did like that wasn't there and it's pretty apparent to yeah. anybody who knows him who's listened to the show who knows that he actually likes Ninja and has talked about it a lot um, knows that that wasn't there you know the, there was no maliciousness there and so she was she was coming at Scott as if he meant it to hurt Ninja as opposed to oh I don't like this because you know it just seems like that and I know Scott didn't mean it but you know, da da da. She didn't say anything like that. She was really charging at him as if it was like this horrific, ruthless thing he was trying to do to bully Ninja when she wasn't there, which is just crazy. I mean, has anyone heard Challenge Mania and all the episodes yeah. that he's done in this season? It was such a bad read, just a horrible character read. And honestly, what I took out of it is that this is, it's like, at, this is a result of the Ashley Cara thing. Like she she rides with those people now and and it just man it really it put Ashley on my radar of people that I, I I don't think I'm gonna uh enjoy very much on on the show anymore like I was always pretty hyped about Ashley but it's just it's just weird and Scott I mean Scott was spot on she you know he posted the podcast that she did with them which I guess yeah. started to be for her where she's like slamming Kara and, and just like slamming people the whole time I just Hunter I don't too. understand that like she knows what she did. Why would you even set yourself up for that? Lack of foresight. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny when people set themselves up so perfectly. Although I have done that to myself before, and I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's it's not an it's not a fun situation to be in. But I I agree with you. So this exchange between Ashley and Scott this led me to like I was getting pretty fed up because I saw the people that were going at Scott. And I was getting fed up because you just, you see, if you follow this shit enough and God knows I spend like way too much of my, my time following this stuff. Um, like you can see the, the Kara slant, like you can see the stand slant on like who's coming to Ashley's defense and stuff like that. For sure with the stands, but did you hear the, um, or I guess it was stated a few times, but Scott also mentioned it in his statement that the beef he believes started from when Ashley uh, was on the show, but not when he was talking to her during the outro. So he made like yes. an outro and all of that stuff. So I don't know if it's a hundred percent from Kara. Maybe Kara is like the catalyst to all of this. And she had this underlying beef that wasn't, you know, she didn't well, yeah, bring so out. I think before. I believe in, and I haven't fully listened back to the episode, but I believe all the trash that she, that Ashley was talking on that interview, it was about Kara. And then Scott made a comment in the outro, like, uh, mm. you know, that, that she was kind of going in on Kara too much. And then for Ashley and Cara to now be best friends, um, it sets up this really weird narrative. And the narrative is that if you follow the challenge community on Twitter, on Facebook, there is so much of this. All of a sudden, when rumors got out that Ashley and Cara were friends again and they were going to work together, it was like clockwork. You saw everyone being like, I really like Ashley this season. What is it that's <laughs> different about Ashley this season? And... I'm just over it. I, they did it with Marie. They did it with Johnny. They're doing it with Ashley. I'm over it. So I reached my tipping point on Twitter and I decided like, listen, I'm done with this shit. I'm going to go back and prove how fake these car stands are. And I'm going to find everything that they were saying around final reckoning, because that is when the Ashley hate was at the highest. That's when the horse, you know, the, I hope your horse dies argument happened where everybody went off on all of those people. Um, and where you, you know Ashley was just fight. more disliked at that time, so people were calling her out for taking the million and all. No, that No, but stuff. I think I think it's it's uh, the difference is the fact that she's not surrounded by her friends, and that's a that's the difference that a lot of people are pointing out in the comment section, at least on Facebook. I haven't really you know I didn't dive into Twitter too much in this topic, but 
on Facebook, most people are saying that it's because she's just not with her friends. So Ashley solo is a lot more tolerable. And they were saying this before Ashley was actively working with Kara this season. And I don't know. I feel like her distaste for Scott doesn't necessarily come from Kara. Like Jessica's mentioning in the comments, which is actually a good point, that Ashley likes or Kara likes Scott and the podcast is pro Kara. So why would Ashley now being best friends with Kara make Ashley hate Scott do you know what I mean if anything it'd be the opposite if that's the logic I feel like the logic is simply just because she got called out by them at the end in their outro and she has like this sour taste in her mouth and it's just really weird well the whole thing is is just it's like tweaking me it's hitting me on all my sensitive spots and and, and I'm just like I I can't take this like I can't take someone being blatantly hypocritical Ashley uh and also really uninformed and I can't take the fucking stands that are backing her up. So that's that's why I was just like, I was just doing Twitter searches. I was searching, I was searching Kara, Ashley, and I was scrolling back as far as I could go. And one of the first things I realized is that all these Kara stands, like eventually I, I, I got a couple results and then I started picking out like the Kara stan accounts. And I mm. started looking back through those and I realized there are tweets that there are like blocks of time of events that happen on the show that are suspiciously absent from a majority of these Stan accounts, Twitter. And I realized these motherfuckers go back and they delete their tweet. Once they started repping Ashley and you'll see in all of their Twitter bios, it's team Kara, team cam, team Ashley, team Ninja, all this shit. Yeah. They changed once, them every season. They did once that. They for started Marie. doing that. All the anti Ashley stuff went away. So I had to dig and dig and dig. And eventually I found some shit. I found Kara Stan accounts that, like weren't active anymore that were saying shit about Ashley. I found, and then I found this one person, this one super active Karistan account, a uh, gem or whoever it is. And they're all of their final reckoning stuff. Like the is gone. of the season is gone. However, I found this, you know, I found this tweet that was dragging Ashley for being a terrible person, you know, for, for being involved in that conversation. And that account threw a like on it. So immediately I'm like, okay, Exposed we have to, right but we there. have to explain to we have to explain to them what it was that you were trying to get at because I think people, the response that we got was then yeah. people saying, well, of course we can change, the, you know, our minds. That's how life works. You like people and you don't like people. It happens naturally. Yeah. But what you were trying to say, which is the important point, is the fact that these people flip and flop based on who is friendly with Kara in that time, and so it yes. has nothing to do with them as people and only to do with whether or not Kara is like, you know. It contributes Appro to toxic them. culture. Yeah, because yeah. if Kara is against someone, those people, they go in on them. They'll tweet nasty shit at that person. And then they turn it all around. So really, it, it, it's just a matter of, like, it's second level thinking. And we've talked about it before. Uh, I mean, Grant, I'm, I'm, or I'm Twitter fighting with the lowest common denominator of, like, Challenge Watcher, obviously. But... They just, they don't fucking they get it. They hate you so much. It's so funny. Irving's comment goes, on poor Shawnee has to defend herself. Because if you guys are <laughs> not on true. Twitter, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners are not, um, since Twitter seems to hate us, every... I don't log on to Twitter for most of the day. I'll go on more late at night. And Zach's usually asleep by then. So <laughs> by the time he's done causing an enormous amount of chaos all over Twitter, <laughs> I log on and I'm getting all of these responses, all of them, all of them, nonstop, just rolling on through. And it's like crazy, crazy mayhem. And even the other night, I the saddest one that I got back was when I said, this is Shawnee, don't clump me in with Zach's bunch. Because like we're yeah. so different, obviously. Yes. And she goes, it's so sad you have to differentiate and i'm like why is that sad it's a podcast account with two hosts so 
It's not sad or happy. It's just a fact. And on top of that, I want to add, would you rather have a podcast with two people who are saying the exact same thing or two people no. who completely disagree with each other and who have completely different methodologies of, of defending their points and, and expressing themselves online? I think that's the best part of the dynamic is that it's actually something different. These people online and Twitter, if you want to have a fun time, I mean, go to Twitter and see the trolls because they hate us. And it's honestly hilarious. I'll yeah, send back great. screenshots of like the best stuff and you'll be like, epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they, they man, <sighs> it their insults are not creative like the, they'll they'll always say stuff about our Polly interview they're like i tried to listen to their Polly interview and it's like they were trying to get Polly to make fun of cara it's yeah like, what no. bullshit that that no. one, that point right there is such bullshit because if you listen to our Polly interview and you didn't like it go fuck yourself that was yeah. such a quality interview essentially that was one of our best so if you don't like that definitely don't listen to us like you have to it, not listen you won't like anything important. else <laughs> Like it was also very important when we had Polly on for me to make a point to say like, listen, like I'm one of like the anti-car people. I think yeah. she needs to change things up. And if I wouldn't have said that, everybody would have been like, oh, you talk all this shit. And then you 100%. have Polly on and you don't say anything. So I told him. Yeah, you would get the I, fake hashtag nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that's, that's what we would say. You Twitter, you guys are win. hilarious. You um, and, and then win. somebody, yeah, somebody tried to pull uh, a, a tweet on me where they're like, you know, car is a successful competitor and athlete what have you done you're not half the competitor she is so i mean oh, what yeah. am i supposed that was to say great. To that? so i'm like okay well i can swim so <laughs> that was actually really good and there was the great one about how you know this is why people don't take us seriously because he brings down the brand in reference to zach mm. um and to my i mean i think we have to talk about that for a little bit in the fact that you guys should never take us seriously. What we're talking about right now is by yeah. no means a serious topic. What you come to our pod podcast for is a bunch of shit talk, a bunch of just whatever it is. We're talking about the most irrelevant topic. It's essentially the same as sports. I mean, we're literally discussing reality TV. If you're coming here to take us seriously, this is not the place. This is not a self-help podcast. This is not a podcast with meaning or any sort of political connotation. There is no content here of extreme uh, spiritual or soulful value for you in any way. This right here is dedicated to a reality TV show. It is the stupidest shit you can watch in the whole land, but it is also one of the most entertaining things you can watch. And that's what we're here for. So if you guys are trying to take us seriously, then that's a problem. And everybody on Twitter takes Zach way too seriously. That's why they mm. think it's crazy that I don't step in more. Do, because who, who does it even matter? Like, what does it even matter? What Zach shit talk? on twitter my shit is like it's 75 percent sarcasm and it's 25 percent trying to make like an overarching point yeah that's, it. <laughs> that's, that's such that, a good that's great right there that's that's all it is that is honestly great right there and it's there's a cars hilarious. cult twitter account now oh god of course there is uh <laughs> greg oh, it's also, true I give, um, I, I it really is true though to, i gotta give props to gamer and Jay challenge on Vevmo because they had a great exchange about Car Marie Defender where they were like, "Yo, never forget when Car Marie Defender had hashtag Team Marie in her profile." Oh yeah, that was profile. epic. Gamervev well, is a funny tweeter. I didn't, I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. Oh, I, I love I've been it. Tagging, I've been tagging Gamer about this a lot because like Gamer reps Ashley so hard, and honestly, if like if I was an Ashley, like if I repped Ashley, 
it would be really hard for me to stand by her through this because this is embarrassing and she's and she's brought like and now she's in like the most unlikable alliance on the Wait, show but, and now she's doing this on twitter okay but i have to step in here because i don't not like ashley on this season i do not consider her behavior on twitter to scott by any means the same as what she's doing in the season like i like her this season i think that she's freaking fantastic honestly i, I enjoy her gameplay and the fact that i don't feel like she's aligning with Polly and Kara because she's like madly in love with them as friends i think she's doing it for pure gameplay and we've seen Ashley do whatever it is that she needs to do to make it to the end of a game and the fact that she's coming back after having this quote-unquote curse or whatever it is making it this far I think she's doing a really good job I don't know if she would have been able to get that far elsewhere because remember at the beginning of the season she did go and vote alongside Laurel you know it wasn't she did vote for Ninja she didn't she wasn't heading straight into Kara's cult but then once the numbers flipped that's when she then went and voted for um, voted along with Kara and Polly. So, I mean, I don't really see her as like this diehard on that side. And imagine got, if Amanda um, comes back, you think that they're going to be, or Amanda or Sylvia or any of them. I guess yo, Amanda will If I was out. Amanda and Sylvia, I would drop Ashley. This is treasonous. It's treasonous to, to go buddy, buddy with, with Kara. Oh, boo hoo. That is not her. a reason to drop I would be a friend. like, yo, I ride so real with this hatred that you're out, Ashley. You're telling me if Ashley then made another 250K and was now a millionaire plus 250K in air. That you would just drop her as a friend. You'd be like, bye. So She's like, I'm... but I was going to take you on vacation. <laughs> well, that's a great point, actually. Um, <laughs> I believe Ashley's going to be on this this upcoming season. By the way, guys, we're coming close to Departure Day. Uh, according to Vevmo, Departure Day is the 21st. So we're going to be we're gonna be on that shit. Like, obviously, yeah. Vevmo's going to break the cast. And then we're going to break that down, like, ASAP. Absolutely. Um, we'll put out articles about it. Um, but I, from what I'm seeing, based on who's confirmed so far... And based on the fact that Ashley was working with Kara this season and working with that whole alliance, I think she might get squeezed out um, based on who I'm seeing on the cast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they have way too many numbers on that side. And yeah, she's depending, at the bottom on, of that. depending on yeah. format. Yeah, um, yeah. I could definitely yeah, see that. So that's pretty much what's been happening this week. It's been red hot. Um, once again, Shani put up a fantastic article summing up all the thank twitter you, beef. thank you so that's on agree. our website and it's linked all over the place go check that out and we um, have the exclusive I, from scott in there so you can yep, definitely check yeah, that yeah, out we've got exclusive quotes from yeah. scott yeager yeah. in the article yeah. so like shiny we was might on, not like, have serious content shit. but we take ourselves seriously when it comes yeah, to creating yeah, she, it. yeah she she was on that journalism shit so like um, i honestly look at those thumbnails do they not look professional they're even nicer than tmz thumbnails oh they're professional as hell yeah I was sliding through my newsfeed. I was like, shit, that's a news story. Shit, we put that up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into the episode here. We're going to start us off right at the beginning. We walk in. This is the post-elimination moment. We see this every single episode now. And the funniest line was for sure, Turbo. He goes, without Bear, it's going to be a boring house. And CT's like, it's going to be quiet. And Bear's just like, uh, Turbo's like, yeah, but boring. So you could tell that Turbo is going to miss Bear. Uh, Kara's cult. This is when we get the introduction to Kara's cult, the sort of naming behind it. And, you know, when I was looking at the photographs of all of them lined up, I have to say, I would actually like to see Ashley and Cam as an alliance, like solo. I think they'd be a cool duo versus this massive group that is going on now. Cause when you watch their dynamic, when they're working together, it's pretty cool. Like they have a good 
chemistry going and I feel like they could do some damage in challenge house, you know, them without the rest of the group. Um, I think this is why I'm so turned off by it. And, and by the way that, that they're all working and, and they all operate is because like, I know you need numbers, but one people overblow the amount of numbers that you need. And two, like Cam and Ashley are they're they're alphas or they've presented themselves as alphas. Why mm-hmm. are they like, but, but when it comes to these games, they, they're just so willing to follow other people. And and that's that just like, it doesn't sit right with me, especially with Cam. Like Cam talks about being like that bitch 100%, but she's always following people. She's never actually making moves that are that big. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I just get such a weird read from her. I just, I, I think in the same way that people don't like Ashley, when the rest of her friends are around i don't like cam when car is around i like yeah. him a lot more without car i think yeah i agree in this situation because when you watch her and ashley just talking and working together it's so much more interesting and they have a better chemistry and it's it's less annoying i, I find it less annoying i find that duo to be and in the future challenges if they're working together now then i could see them killing it jessica's asking if i liked cam now sis i'm confused honestly i may have um I'm not really sure exactly what I said in the last ones, but I definitely don't dislike Cam. I just dislike her in some moments. And I see her as somebody who is uh, overly cocky or at least started off that way. That was I was pointing out the hypocrisy of her starting out overly cocky and then claiming that people have to prove themselves because she was confident before she even proved herself. That was more my problem with her. It really was nothing else. Um, but as far as her dynamic in the house, I do like her. I just don't like the current... I just don't like the current mix. I don't like the current mix. I'm not. I like Polly and Kara alone. I like Cam and Ashley alone. I like these people separated. When they're all together, I think I just don't like them as a bundle. When it comes to people on the show, characters on the challenge, I feel like me personally, and I feel like you're the same way, the way that I feel about them ebbs and flows. There's people that might rub me the wrong way on a season or two seasons, and then they bounce back. Like I've been, I've already said, like I've been really annoyed with Johnny in the past, but I, I'm really not minding Johnny at this point. Mm. And there's, there's, there's reasons for that. Look um, at the break. Look at the break. Cara, they become more likable. Yeah, and when it comes to Car and Polly, like they've just been constantly unlikable for me. So, and, and I think that's why I'm so upset, so, or I come off so upset sometimes because there's no ebb and flow there. It's just flowing negativity you know and they need to take a break that's why the the people on the show are best served taking a break you you need to get off the storyline for a season or two everybody does i don't mind paulie it's weird uh, it's just like these mixes certain dynamics i don't enjoy certain relationships i find them to i find them to lower the value of one of the people you know what i mean like when people are just together sometimes they don't make each other better and I don't mean that in the sense of as people, I mean that as entertainment. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I would like to see, I would love to see actually a season without Kara so we could just know what it's like, Absolutely. you know, just to, just we, to see what's going on. That. And we need to see Polly without her. I'd love to see Polly on his own. That would be really interesting. Uh, well, okay. Let's keep moving. So we have CT and Kyle's talk. They're doing the whole Joss and Rogan are never going to say my name. It's pretty obvious that was foreshadowing for what's to come. And one of the lines of the night for sure was CT saying, you have liabetes. I was just dying at that. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I need to make a t-shirt for that. So we'll get that onto our merch line soon. Liabetes needs to be a thing. Uh, and then we have D and Ninja talking. 
also this camaraderie that they have before it's a big foreshadow to me i could just tell this scene these two scenes between ct and kyle and d and ninja were setting something up you know down the road for basically to be exactly the opposite of what they were saying um and then we head right into the daily challenges with seven minutes in great timing just a little bit at the beginning and we hit right into uh the challenge crate expectations that's a good name they did it good on good that name. one they did good so the rundown I'm sure people have seen it tonight, but if Erlene's in here, she probably hasn't yet. Uh, there's 125 crates at one end of this giant field. And on the other end, there's three sections of hanging relics. Uh, to start, they have to begin on the far end of the field. So away from the crates, then they have to sprint towards the crates to get them. And then they go back to where the relics are and build towers tall enough to be able to reach the relics. And the first team to get all 12 relics and 125 crates past the finish line wins the loser sends in a female and a male so it's a double elimination do, do, do. and this was one of the funniest moments of the night when zach goes ah dang it after tj is like you have to send in one female and then zach's like ah dang it and then tj's like and one male and then everybody just starts cracking up <laughs> that was just fucking hilarious so on the surface uh when it was first explained and as they're starting to run it i'm like okay this is a pretty oh, cool daily. I can Liabetes get down with it. is already a famous meme. I did not know Liabetes was a famous meme, oh, but really? that is hilarious. I didn't know either. Also, um, I think I spelled Liabetes wrong. <laughs> Liabetes. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Zach. Also, Sorry about CT that. did the uh, showing his age. He did the the Wilford Brimley impersonation from the uh, the diabetes commercials. If, if you were paying close attention there, he he did that voice. I uh, don't know who that is, and I don't know the commercials. Well, Wilfred Brimley was an actor in movies such as The Thing and The Firm. Um, oh, and then the firm. he did a series of famous That's commercials good. for diabetes, as he says. So CT did like an impersonation of that. You guys can YouTube it. Um, anyways, <gasps> uh, at first, I'm thinking, okay, this daily, I, I can get down with this. And then I think about it for another 20 seconds, and I go, wait a minute, this is stupid. It's non-competitive, and it's literally impossible for the UK to win. They had less players. Yeah. There's absolutely no way at any point, even if they didn't have Esther on their team, and they had somebody else, there's no way that they would have won that. It, 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 it was impossible. How, how much are they outnumbered right now? Does anybody know how much they're outnumbered I think they were, down by, they were down by one or two in this before, before that happened. And just even one less person, it, I mean, it was yeah. impossible. Even, but I mean, one less, it might not have been impossible. My big issue was the fact that it was an endurance challenge the day before an endurance elimination. So it was just so heavy on both moments. Like neither of them were shorter sprint type challenges. And I think it was just a too, too difficult of a, of a combination to have back to back. That is brutal. Could you imagine doing those things back to back if you were any of the people in a oh, no, no, Like, yeah, the actual endurance factor of it was, was absolutely brutal. Um, I, I'm going to give a shout out though to Marlon, to Black Zeus on Twitter. And he made a great point uh, uh, during this. He was like, the dailies, um, like where are the physical dailies? Like where are the dailies of people going at each other? Because this is, you know, this is this is boring. That's essentially what he said, like like that it's, it's lame. He wants to, and that's true. Like there, um, it really does, when you cut out those physical dailies, it takes out, like everybody always brags about who the physical threats are on the show, but there really aren't that many headbanger eliminations or headbanger dailies. 
it's not that big of an advantage, especially lately. Like they're not just going yeah. at each other. Even that, even that challenge, that first challenge of the season where they were running, you know, they were running back and forth. Yeah, with the, flags, with the poles or there whatever. There was like two moments of contact, and and that the camera goes in on. Like it wasn't that physical. I'm trying to think what were good examples of physical daily challenges. The the ones I can think of off the top of my head were Fresh Meat Two that final challenge where they got the opportunity to like tackle the other person coming through the mm-hmm. obstacle course. Yep. Uh, and then another one would Dude, be also on, on fresh meat too, where they're tur- where they had the tree, the two trees and the X and, and they were pushing them. Yeah. They had the partners and he said, that was that's a fucking that good was challenge. Yeah. That's physical. That is strategic. Yeah. That's, that's a great challenge. Yeah. Another one I'm thinking of is, was it, I think it was a rival season or was it a fresh meet where Big Easy was choking Kara during one of those obstacle type things they all had to get oh through? Oh my God. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. That Yo, was a really Sarah, good one. Sarah spot on Battle of the Seasons 2 with the oil wrestling. Um, yes. Where if you guys go back and watch that, Marie and Kara fight each other in a heat and Marie wins. Yeah. Just saying. That's a, yes. I loved that season. That was so much fun. Honestly, that was a cool challenge too because they were in that pit, right, where it was like limited. So if they got their foot out or anything like that, like they fucked up. But it was cool because you saw them. They were just like right there in the hole and they were just slipping all over. And that's a difficult challenge. You have to have a lot of strength and kind of body weight to be able to do that. The oil is so slippery. I'm trying to think of other ones. There's some really good physical dailies that I would love to see, especially with this cast because this cast in particular is stronger than a lot of the cast that we saw back in the day compete in physical one-on-ones but they had so much more experience doing one-on-ones that they were a lot better at them so i don't even know if this cast would be good at those kind of a things you know you know rogan yeah, so how is he going to perform in a one-on-one we don't even yeah, know you don't really get to see it and and people when people judge like casting choices on the show and like who's capable of what they're always operating under the lens as if this game is so much more physical than it really has been lately mm. you know it's just because everybody who's on there now is in such better shape than the people who used to be on there and more so you know the girls have stepped it up it used to not be the same and that's just because society as a whole has gotten healthier people who were healthy have gotten healthy healthier you know that's part of what's been happening now in society and so the show naturally has a healthier cast but the challenge is i mean first of all they're safer without yeah. a doubt we've seen that we've yeah, seen the harnesses of, yeah. we you know they can't even get them off in some of the yeah, challenges you, yeah so you can't secure. fall into the water like that anymore yeah yeah you're not falling down into water i mean there's so many more safety measures this is a great comment by fabby fabby says that at the philadelphia event marie said to her that if she would have known the dailies were you know going to be so soft she would have like signed up for the season you know she can do those and she doesn't understand why they're casting like such physical specimens and they don't give them harder dailies that's a great comment. And and exactly what we're trying to say right now is the fact that there's this cast that could probably do so much more and they're not challenging them even one bit. You have somebody from Ninja Warrior and we've barely seen grip strength be even remotely a factor. Yo, I would love to see Ninja in anything physical because she would get murked. Um, Greg and Travis spot on the, the, the fucking Riot Shield mission. Yes. Brutal. Oh my God, that was bad. My, my girl Tori got her, got her mouth busted up. The bottleneck challenges, that's a good one as well because they've had a few of those over the years and those are great. You know, when they're just charging right in for the middle, I love watching those. Uh, There's also, I don't know, I'm trying to, you know, with teams and stuff, there was like the tug of rope, uh, is it tug of rope? Tug Tug of of war. war. 
tug of war tug of tug rope of, tug of rope that's fucking hilarious the tug of war is like those things that they've got done a tug of rope challenge today <laughs> they need to do a tug of rope all right all right let's go let's move on so you know the the challenge was whatever the team uk seemed to be waiting for theo to grab their relics the whole time that was like their probably their fatal flaw and the fact that they had less people um you know these crates were huge what were they 25 pounds is that what jordan said so you know you're tossing 50 up you're doing 50 pounds it's a pretty long run that's a fucking hard-ass challenge yeah uh, U.S. wins, obviously. Uh, Georgia cries again at the end, which the fans seem to think is so horrible. But I just think it's so horrible that the fans think that crying is so horrible. We should be way past that. Crying is just another way of showing emotion. If you don't think somebody laughing is bad or smiling is bad, then crying shouldn't be bad as well. So, you know, emotions all across the board should be equal and be able to be expressed in as best they can be without affecting other people. And crying is not going to affect anybody else. It's not like anger where you're expressing it whoosh, violently. This is going to be a controversial statement. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know that Georgia had the whole blackface controversy. We've talked about this. And people are not very happy with her right now. And they don't want to see her on the show anymore. Um, I'm really liking Georgia right now. Same. I'm liking her on this season. Same. And some people are, like, being annoyed by her. She's getting a lot of confessional time and all that. But... I'm liking her. She's playing outside she the numbers. She gets confessional time because she's good. Yeah, exactly. She's having to fight uphill. She, um, like, she's she's beautiful, as is, like, everyone on the show. But honestly, like, she doesn't look quite as fake as the rest of the British girls. Like, her her lip injections aren't nearly as bad as Jenny and, and, and Kaylee. I mean, so they're I bad, but her... I think I think all lip injections are bad. Like, to some yeah. extent, if you're doing more than one vial, that's an issue. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. There's there's people looking like they, they have like crazy looking lips on this season. But it's I, just I think the Georgia style there. It's yeah. the style there. You have to see what you have to see what everybody else looks like on all the other shows. Like their lips aren't bad. When you when you watch their shows, they look fine. Like her eyebrows, I know that was a big thing her first season, but that's exactly what they look like over there. It's just a different look. Yeah. It's a different look. I like Georgia. I, I really do too. I see that someone's like, she cries more than Josh, which is hilarious. Thanks, Travis. That was great. Um, Greg's comment about Gauntlet 1 with the ice cream is fucking priceless. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, so we have Tori. She does get a nosebleed. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, and then I watched the Behind the Challenge YouTube video. So we had a little, a little bit of tea from that right now, which is the fact that across the board all the challengers thought that this was the hardest challenge and obviously because of the endurance but you know like we said hard endurance doesn't necessarily mean hard physical um and then we had also a comment from jordan which was really interesting on instagram about this challenge somebody asked him who he thought from the uk team could hold their own or who impressed him and jordan said rogan so i like that i you know i like mm -hmm. that answer it gives us a little insight into the fact that rogan's actually doing well if it's coming from someone who's a pretty intense judge of athleticism like Jordan is, yeah. then you know that it, it means something. Um, um, so yeah, so that's cool to, to talk see. about the height factor of having to stand on the stack and reach for the relics. Uh, people it didn't come into play enough. It didn't. When it when they first showed the challenge and they first showed the relics, they did like a trick camera angle and it made it seem like the relics were so high up. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen survivor challenges like that where you have to stack. Well, he, honestly, no, even in um, X's two, X's two, there's an elimination between Adam and Brittany against 
Avery and Johnny Riley. Yeah. You have to, you had to, they had to make a stack all the way up and then ring their bell. That was way higher up than the relics were here. Yeah. Um, way higher. Yeah. The, so the relics weren't expect- even that high yeah, up. Like, yeah. We were hoping for that to come into play and they're even, they're even selling it. They're like, Oh man, you know, the UK has Theo. He's so tall. He'll be able to reach these things. It was inconsequential. Like you see, you looked and they had other people swapping in. You had Jordan grabbing relics. You had a couple people. You didn't have Paulie grabbing relics. He's too short, but uh, everybody else was. <laughs> Rebecca's asking if they said how long it actually took, and they didn't, if I remember correctly, but I'll have to rewatch the YouTube video. I'm sure it was a pretty long challenge. If you think about how many crates they had to take, and nobody was taking more than, what, two, maybe three yeah. at the most? Yeah. So that was a long challenge. Milk crate uh, stack. Jack, yeah. Jack, I am sorry for disappointing you. I'm assuming you're not liking that I'm repping Georgia. Listen, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm going by on the screen. She's, she's entertaining me. She's, she's making the show a little bit more tolerable. Oh God. Okay. So then, uh, we have Ashley, she gets made the speaker and she picks a very shitty tribunal for anybody yeah. who is not a part of the cult. Uh, so she takes with her Kara and Polly and we get a great comment from Zach, which is hilarious when you know our podcast and know that this Zach hates Kara this much. And that Zach also hates Gar that much. And he calls them Napoleon and Medusa. And I need some screen grabs of those moments because that was edited very beautifully. I think Scott tweeted some out. Oh, they were only if, allowed if to carry two at a time. Yeah. God, oh, 50 yeah, yeah, pounds. that's right. Yeah, that was, that was part of the rule. 50 pounds back and forth. You know how heavy that is? That is yeah, crazy. That is out of this world. Right on your back, just uh, trucking away. Holy shit. Okay, so then we uh, finish the challenge. We go back into the house, and this is where the plotting starts to happen to save Esther, hence the title of this episode, which was Saving Queen Esther. Saving Private Esther. Saving Private Esther. It's such a Jew. I said Queen Esther. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a famous Queen Esther. Okay, so anyways, we go go into the house. You have Kara and uh, Ninja and all of them sort of scheming, figuring out how they can save the numbers. And to me, Dee really stood her ground on this one because Team USA pretending like this was all about the numbers is just such a load of bullshit. They so wanted to keep stupid. an anchor. They wanted an anchor. They they don't care about the... At this point, they have the numbers in the UK side. They don't need... The, you know, they're not dying for more numbers in the UK side. They're outnumbered to the T. I mean, it's literally Georgia, Theo, and Kyle. That's it. That's their only competition on that side. I think they're fine. This is one of the frustrating times watching the show where I'm like, literally, how can the Brit team be so stupid that they're even hearing them out on this, on this, like this Mm. cockamamie scheme that the U S comes up with where Cam's like, Oh, we'll tell them that if they don't save Esther, we're going to send them in next. Like, dude, uh, you're going to have to send them in next. Cause there's only like six people left on the team. Like the numbers literally don't mean shit anymore at this mm. point. They, they really don't like people are trying to act like the numbers mean something for, for at this point in the game when it's a fucking blowout and it doesn't like Kara, you have half the, you have like half the cast in your Alliance right now. You, you like, you know that Esther's going in at some point. And, and I was just pissed at the Brits. I'm like, why doesn't D 
instead of like sitting there even thinking it over why doesn't d just be like are you guys fucking serious no esther's going in that's it but if you saw it when she was talking to ninja she pretty much did do that like for their relationship that's essentially what she did she was just brushing her hair i love d throughout this whole episode i thought she stood her ground incredibly whether it was against kyle or against the car cult like she did a great job you know she was just brushing her hair and she's like well what what do you want me to do she's gonna nominate herself i'm not gonna not nominate her and on top of that you know, she's our worst player. We also want to win. You know, you know, she wasn't being manipulated in that moment. She wasn't going to take that shit. I think it was easier for her to give up on Idris just because him and Kyle are, you know, I think Kyle's better than Idris, but not by like, it's not like crazy. So I've got, I've got a lot of Kyle thoughts on, on this episode, but yes. So just incredibly stupid, not that like, (laughs) <laughs> they yeah. acted like this was some big plot oh my god we have to keep esther in there all yeah, right whatever weird. listen the queen casey cooper has already done that esther is not the new casey okay greg it's is not- dropping some seriously hilarious poorium jokes in the comments section right now thank you oh greg. damn I, I i missed it um and just overall it was stupid on the u.s to even bother coming up with this stupid scheme you knew esther was going in there was like no way they were getting out of that and then on top of that there was there was people on the uk that were like they were tolerating this they were like oh yeah Mm. we have to make the we have to help the u.s i know we're getting our fucking asses kicked we have to help them maintain it's too much of a rookie mentality they're not seeing through it but i but all of these people who are going to be watching this are going to come back the next season knowing everything that they've seen. You know, they're going to be co- they're coming back stronger with more experience. So this was a classic just rookie mentality mistake. They're, they're literally they're losing and they're letting the other team dictate their decision making. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. So then we have um, her talking to Rogan, and I loved Rogan in the moment when he told D like, "No way, that's annoying." You know, blah blah blah. Um, they can't do that. Obviously, we're going to get rid of our two weakest players. We need to start winning. And I thought at that moment that he was going to stick with that. I was like, oh, thank God we have a chance. It's going to be Idris and Esther. And then, no, Rogan obviously changes his mind because him and, you know, Kyle have this massive beef. And then we have CT coming in to talk to Rogan. And I don't really have much to say about this conversation, but CT has a wedgie in this scene and he has such a good butt. Everyone needs to go back and watch that moment when he's walking out the room and he just like lifts up a (laughs) leg to pick his wedgie and you just see his pants shape his bum so well. It was a good moment. Um, Yes. I I also noticed that that wedgie moment on the episode Okay, Um, so then let's go into the tribunal, the nominations. So Esther obviously steps up. I love the way that she stepped it up. It was great. I love when she taught, you know, when she was talking throughout this whole episode, she just looked like she was beaming and glowing. So I was really a fan of that. And she recognizes that she's not as strong as the other players. So why not be um, her? And, you know, she did say that she would do that at some point and she followed through on her word. So great job. And then we get this sort of awkward silence when it goes on to the guys part. And I was hoping Idris would vote himself in. He, I feel like he knows that he's never going to be able to come back on this show. So he's trying to maximize every second he can on this season. Because yep. that's yep. it. You know, that's it for him. So if he loses too, and he knows that he has a good chance of losing, then he's gone. Whereas to Esther, she's not thinking in that way. I, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Joss ends up tossing in Kyle's name first. I will say I was proud of Joss. I wasn't happy with what he did, but I was proud of him for actually making some sort of move putting his head out there his neck on the line why does here's my thing with joss 
why did Joss do a confessional where he blatantly lied about why he was throwing Kyle in? He was just like, you know, I feel like Kyle's play in the middle and I just don't trust him that much. No, you're absolutely throwing him in because your alliance agreed that you need to protect Idris over Kyle. So Kyle's the next guy to go in. That's it. You well, don't he's need trying to, to I mean, he's reasons. trying to justify it, obviously. Uh, hilarious. So then here's my second issue with the tribunal. Um, so Joss puts his neck out there. He says Kyle. And at that point, you know, Kyle's going in because their team, you know, their alliance on the team has the numbers. So everybody starts voting for, for Kyle. And CT doesn't raise his hand. And then they ask for votes for Idris. And CT doesn't raise his hand again. He has done this every time. And yes, I get that it's strategy, that it's like, oh, CT's not playing his cards. He's playing the middle. Honestly, it's a bitch move. Like, dude, CT, you're clearly going with the majority every time. And it's just a bitch move that, that he won't raise his hand. I don't like that. Yeah, he, I mean, the fact that he's pretending that it's the middle, we've said this already before, when it's clear that he's on one side yeah, versus he, yeah, the he's other. he's voted with the same yeah. people every time. Yeah, it's not, I don't know. So I'm, I'm not sure what he's trying to do right now. I do think he's playing a great game for himself. It's just so unentertaining for us because we want to see him take sides. We yes. want to see him make some moves. We don't want to just watch him ride the middle. But if you look at the position that he's putting himself in, on his team, he's doing a good job, especially considering they always lose. So it's up to the other team to vote him in, most likely. You know, his team is still going to continue voting out Theo or voting in, you know, whoever else uh, is against them on their side. Probably Idris is going to be that final person going in after Theo and yeah, George are gone. he's at the bottom of that totem pole. Yeah, but CT's still above all those people. So he's sort of lining himself up, in a way, pretty well. It's just fucking annoying. Like, you want... I mean... CT is still cool to watch. It's nice to see him in the house, but he's getting too mature and too rational and too old and too level-headed and yeah. too calm, you know, too, too much of an adult. Like CT is not CT. Yo, I've noticed a shift on, on like on challenge fans and on challenge talk. Obviously CT has like a lot of stands on there. People comment on that a lot. Um, P the CT stands now they're just like fully on board new CT. They're, they're all saying they're, they're all walking this line of, Oh, I'm so glad that the CT grew up. I, I love him now. Like he's so good. Uh, he's not that same crazy person anymore, but then I'm like, yo, my CT was the fucking crazy CT. That that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I like CT. I'm bored by this CT. This is not I like the his guy middle I ground. See. I like his middle ground. You know, after he's eating people's heads, but before this, he's like pushing forty now. He, and he, I, I don't know. We'll see. I think he still has a lot of potential to do well on the challenge, especially with the way that these competitions are set up, where it's not as physically dominant in terms of like one-on-one -on -one competitions that like we've been saying. Uh, he, you know, it is it's suited to him because he has endurance. You know, he might not. He might not work out the same way. He might not be slim yeah. like he used to be, but he definitely still has endurance. So these yeah, kind of comps are good for him. He's an actual athlete, unlike he's a there lot of just to win the money. Show. He's there just to win the money, which is fine. Absolutely. It's for CT. It's just listen. You know, you know, our reasoning for all of this is the fact that we just want, we just wanted CT to team up with Bear and them, so we would have them for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would have loved that. That would have been great. <laughs> CT and Bear.
Okay, so then we get their uh, Team USA interrogation. Now, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but Esther's smile in this scene was incredible. When she was talking about who she could beat, the fact that she could, you know, go up against so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, and she was like, I underestimate myself. She was just, her smile, I can't explain. She looked like a little kid glowing in a candy (laughs) store. It was so cute. I just wanted to give her a hug in that moment. I couldn't forget about it. Uh, and, And it was so priceless. And she was smiling that way throughout the rest of the episode as well. She just looked like she was beaming the whole time um and this was a good move by kyle kyle ends up saying that you know him and theo will switch teams if uh, they both get picked picks which i thought would be a a decent enough move but it didn't work to his advantage i kind of figured it wouldn't really work maybe with a different maybe with different people that didn't hate him as much but still you know had beef with him but didn't want him on his team i think the car beef is too deep for him to to, I think the car beef is too deep for them, really, to listen to Kyle and give him what he wants. So that's really so what it falls By there. this point in the episode, Kyle was firmly making his case with me for MVP of the episode. I was loving him. I was loving the way that he was just like he was not giving a fuck. He was he was speaking his mind to people, and he was mm. doing it in this this Kyle way that's very likable. Mm. Um, so after that. Um, Wait, we have to talk about hypocritical a hypocritical moment right here at the end when mm-hmm. Polly says she has no shot against Jenny, but only a couple weeks before they were adamant that Nani should throw in Jenny because Nicole could possibly beat Jenny and they wanted the strongest girl out. But now wow. all of a sudden, one of the girls who was the weaker couldn't beat Jenny, and that was about you know what I mean. Like there was just yeah, I didn't a, even um, catch that. There yeah, was that point. comment there just really drives me bananas because it completely contradicted what they said in the weeks prior. You know, that's it's just there's not lots normal. of contradictions coming from that couple. That's oh, for sure. So many. <laughs> um, All right, so tribunal aftermath. Yes, this was great. There were a couple gold lines. Joss, not known for his personality, not known for making me laugh. But just very offhandedly, he called Kyle a knob, which is such a British thing to yes. do. And I was dying when he, <laughs> Kyle, you knob. I was dying. We have to read this conversation. Kyle goes, go on, fuck off. And Joss goes, can't fuck off. We live in the same house, you knob. And then <laughs> Kyle's like, go on, fuck off. And at that, the first go on, fuck off, Kyle was actually smirking hardcore and i could see it in his face and (laughs) this exchange was hilarious you could tell they were both cracking up inside but being like mad on the outside you know those moments being mad and super british and it was like a sibling moment in kyle's confessional he says i'd rather lose with friends than win with fucking gimps (laughs) (laughs) yes that was great i mean kyle's literally so loaded compared to everybody else in the cast so for him he's not there for the money really he's there more for the win if that makes sense yeah rebecca dropped in the comments anyone else see the tweet of the photo of the tribunal with the with the caption the moment all three realized they all had sex with kyle and it's just fucking hilarious oh my god (laughs) fucking hilarious (laughs) okay so let's go into the night out that was a hot button this episode obviously there's club scene we love a club scene in the challenge house and this is where we get the cars cult versus d argument where they all sort of come at d i know jessica dropped in the comments earlier that she really didn't like that scene i definitely didn't either they were drilling it in way too hard ct summed it up the best you know this is just too much it's obviously not about the numbers like what are you guys doing you know stop grilling into her she's playing the best game that she can for her team and for herself you know she's not here to play for you guys and you're not even on her team so this alliance can't really do much for her in that way and and i liked what he said there i thought it was great uh you know and it was a stupid moment there was a part right before 
Kara calls Ashley over to the table. That is hilarious. You'll see Tori sitting there and she sprints away from the table. It was fucking priceless. Kara's like, Ashley, 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 get over here. And Tori sprints. She just right as Ashley's like coming over, she's like, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> and she's just like, goodbye, goodbye. Um, two things about the comments. Jessica, one, Kyle was not, he was not yelling at D. Like he was trolling D a little bit. He he was saying like, okay, you just screwed me. Yeah, he so wasn't let me yelling. You. He wasn't yelling at her. Uh, two, Marcy wants to know why Kyle is is wealthy. Shani, you are the expert on British reality stars. Explain his level of wealth to her. Okay, so I'll explain this. Basically, in the UK, these influencers, first of all, make a much bigger living off of being an influencer. It's a lot different than it is here. And they have much larger following. So because it's a smaller country, it's literally an island, you know, the people on these shows gain recognition across the entire country. Everyone is obsessed with them. It becomes crazy. And and with that, um, they get a lot of sponsorships. They get a lot of ads. They have incredible representation agencies and managers for influencers. And this category is just so much bigger over there. And they just do a lot of work. Appearances nonstop, ads nonstop. You'll see on the British people's Instagrams, if you go and look at their Instagrams, they have tons of sponsored content. Virtually everything they post is sponsored content. They're always putting up shit on their stories that's sponsored. They, you know, they get sponsored by stupid, lame, scam, Forex guys and makes tons of money off of that. You know, Bear's entire feed is essentially just a babe he's with and sponsors. So for the most part, they make a lot more money and they have much larger followings. The fee that Kyle could charge on one ad on Instagram versus the fee that somebody else could charge, like let's say, you know, Kayla who has what, 250,000 or something along those lines versus Kyle who's in the millions. It's a whole other ball game. It's just a whole other uh, dynamic there. And on top of that, someone who doesn't have you know, somebody who has, let's say, 500 to a million followers, 500K to a million followers on Instagram in the UK will still make a shit ton more money because they really maximize that. It's just different. It's a lot different to hear. And there's so many more, uh, there's so many more engaged fans, I would say, that are more invested in them. So if you look at their comment counts or their like counts and things like that, people become obsessed with them. The whole country becomes obsessed with them and they and they do so many more cross promotions as well. A lot more than here. Somebody who's on the challenge, you know, in the way that they're on X on the beach and stuff like that here, they do every show in the UK. You know, I'm a celeb, get me out of here. X Factor celebrity, uh, celebs go dating. They just, they cross over to all over. If you were on X on the beach, maybe you're now on Towie. Maybe you're now on Made in Chelsea. On Love Island, you're now on this. You know, they just do everything. So it's so different. They really become full-on celebs. People forget that they're actually influencers and just reality stars. They value them and they treat them as if they're, like the movie star equivalent. You know what I mean? They they yeah. have that same sort of... I mean, some of these Love Island people are, are working for Dior. They're doing crazy campaigns. It's just another level. So Enos wants... He's asking about something that I think we should expand upon, which we, we talked about a little bit, is the Ninja and D friendship. Like, is Ninja... The way this all went down, is Ninja being a bad friend and how this happened? I don't think Ninja's being a bad friend. I liked what Ninja said when they reconciled after the fact in the morning after where she said, we're just very different people. You know, you're much more confrontational. She's talking to D. So D might feel more comfortable just like sticking up for her friend like that, being aggressive in the conversation. And then Ninja might not. Ninja might not be that kind of a person. So I'm not 
I don't think Ninja was trying to be a bad friend, but I do think that Ninja was manipulated into being a bad friend, if that makes sense. Because Ninja wasn't smart enough and because she's naive on the team, she doesn't have the experience, this political madness that's going on. She was manipulated into trying to get her friend to do something that was worse for her game and for her team. Yeah. You know, I, I, that was, that was my issue is, is yeah, just her being a sheep in this situation overall. And, and like, somebody that she's not as good friends with telling her what to do and, and her being like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do this. Yeah. It just, I don't think it came out of malice, but it definitely came out of naivety for sure. I mean, like without a doubt, you know, you look at that moment, anybody who's played these games would have been able to tell you that she probably thought it was still about the numbers, you know, Ninja probably thought Ninja probably genuinely thought it was about the numbers. If you've been watching this show or like if you've played, you know, virtual challenge games, like we have, if anybody ever tells you, if anybody ever says anything about the numbers, like we have to keep our numbers intact 10 out of 10 times, they're like it's bullshit and they're just trying to like save their except own in big brother you really fucking need the numbers in big brother <laughs> you really need the numbers in big brother but yeah it is it's just also i like the formats when it's team challenges where at the beginning it's about the numbers but then the end it's about the competition and and yeah. this season we had i don't know it wasn't it wasn't the same thing everybody was like oh why is it about the numbers at the beginning and then now it's all of a sudden super about the numbers like just this is the wrong way this is yeah. the wrong order was her fake ass tears ninja after? Yeah. So, what did you think of ninja crying right after that moment when they were sitting um, on the night out at the table? That was oh, a she's, a, she's a faker. She's a big faker. Do you think like ninja's her. tears were fake, everyone? What's Crocodile your guys- tears, as yeah. they say. Was were ninja's tears fake? That's what we really want to know. I'm gonna put a poll up for that right now. Um, so anyways, that was pretty much the night out. It wasn't that exciting. Uh, the morning after was a little bit more telling. There was something from the behind the scenes, uh, the behind the challenge YouTube video that I wanted to chime in about right here, which is when Dee is sitting outside, she's likely sitting outside because the whole day, apparently everybody was announcing that she's the one going in. So for her, you know, everyone's telling you you're going in, you're going in, you know, get ready for that, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, I don't know if that's exactly what got her in the mood, but it does seem like that would have affected her to some extent. Uh, and then we go right into uh, your favorite line. Georgia goes, Kara's cult of hate and despair. It just looks like her soul has been sucked out of her and she's just a body. I know Zach was living for this moment. Living. I mean, you wonder why he likes Georgia this season. Although we did, I will say we did <laughs> like Georgia last season, but... This yeah, is a lot I, more. hey man, was was Georgia lying? That's all I want to know. Like, Cara looks, she looks fucking miserable. She, Cara, she, she just looks like the next Camilla. Like, she looks like she's ready to have a Camilla style breakdown. Not in the way that Camilla did, but you know, like Camilla on Champs vs Stars, stealing a golf cart and like threatening violence on producers and stuff. She's getting there. You know, she just she doesn't look as bubbly as she once did. Yeah, I don't. Was she ever like super bubbly? Yeah, she she was totally different in her earlier seasons. Pretty much up to free agents, then it all changed, man. Hmm. Remember the good times. The good times. We'll have to rewatch that to remind myself. Okay, proving ground. They all come in, and Kyle goes. We decided that it would be Rogan tonight, <laughs> and this was hilarious because TJ actually went along with it, and he's like, "All right, Rogan, get down here." 
and then obviously they correct themselves and Kyle goes down and you hear Turbo going, good try, Kyle, good try. And it was fucking That was great. Unbelievable. I had that too. Turbo's like, he's like chuckling he, to himself. His comments oh, throughout this fantastic. whole elimination were hilarious. He's like, you're never going to win, Theo. You're never going to win running like that. It was just so fucking funny. <laughs> so uh, we get the votes. Obviously they vote in Georgia and Theo. And Georgia knew she was going to go in. She mentioned this during the behind the challenge. She said, you know, they were, you know, because they were so public yeah. about wanting D to go in during the daytime, she knew it was going to be her because if it actually was going to be D, then they would have kept quiet, which makes sense because they're not going to out the fact that they're going for an Alliance member. I hate when people do this. And this is not a, this is not a specific criticism just to the three people in the U.S. tribunal, but it's the people on the show in general. They always want to try and talk up like their elimination decisions as you know as like a camera time ploy or whatever but George or Ashley you know just to try and make it bigger than it was Ashley goes uh you know we, we want yeah. to take a big shot with our oh. nomination what you picked literally the most obvious the stupidest person thing who you picked you picked the one girl that's outside of the numbers the most obvious person it wasn't a big shot and on top of that Georgia made a good point behind the challenge she said a few weeks before they picked her because she was the strongest player and then this week they were looking for someone who Esther could beat because they wanted to keep Esther in and that was actually their reasoning yeah so what was it you know it's obviously just because quote unquote the numbers which is just a weird game that they're playing for the yeah. British side uh and Theo blindsided my king. I hope he wasn't too blindsided, but it was sad to watch him go in. Uh, is it too soon for a Theo blindsided joke? Can we be doing that, guys? Wow, how many times? Oh, wow. Next wow. level. Come on. Wow, Thank that you. took me a second. <laughs> that was good. That's a good joke, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, so let me give you a rundown of the challenge uh, of the elimination. It's called Running Riot. Again, endurance. This was crazy. Uh, there's two answer keys on the proving ground. They're like these giant rows of numbers. The numbers represent weights that correspond with the answer key on the other side uh, next to all of the weights. So there's these little hieroglyphics almost, these little images of what the weights are uh, and how much they weigh. And then they have to decipher that according to the huge rows in front of them. How many was there? 25? It was 25 total weights that they had to bring back. And they were these massive, massive, massive shape things. I mean, they were just clunky. Some were huge relics. Some looked like little saucer things. There was some crates that were from today. It looked like a mishmash of all of the random props they used throughout this season, maybe weighted down heavier according to what weights that they were. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. It literally was that. It was like a scrapbook elimination of all the props they had left. They're like, what do we got, guys? What can we use? What can we use? Like, yeah, we got the relic. Just throw it all out there. It really did. So it was pretty intense. It was definitely hard. There was, you know, 50 pounds was the max for the girls and then 100 for the guys. This was no joke. And the running was pretty far. Theo said that it was a pretty far distance, you know. So running back and forth with that yeah, much it weight. Yeah, like they were going. Yeah. Yeah, they were going far back. Um, this led to a controversial point in the episode based on recent events and something that I took the time to point out on Twitter. It cuts to Ashley's confessional. And Ashley talking mad shit on Georgia saying, you know, I thought you, you consider yourself this big, bad person, but you got weak little Esther up on you. Like, like keep it up with you. I don't think you're as strong as you think you are. So at that point I had to point out on Twitter that, you know, Ashley, it's really not fair to say those negative things about another cast member when she's not around to defend herself. And Georgia certainly was not at that confessional with you to defend herself. And therefore 
that just wasn't cool. I, I, I'm, I don't appreciate that negativity. It's very not nice of you, That's Ashley. It's a really funny tweet. I still really like Ashley. But yeah, why is she shitting on Georgia? Also, she shot on Georgia. she rides with Cara. She shot on Georgia earlier this season when she was saying that she was like emotional or something, which was just really funny. We pointed out that. Yeah, Greg, they yes. did. They looked, the crates looked exactly like the same crates from the Daily. Uh, okay, so let's move on. We go into the first elimination. It's the girls, Georgia versus Esther. Uh, and Georgia was getting the heavy ones first. This was the clear strategy to use for this kind of an elimination, without a doubt. But Esther got the light ones first. So Georgia said in behind the scenes, you know, it was really pissing her off when everyone was saying that Esther was keeping up with her just as well because Georgia was actually getting yeah. much heavier weights, which I make sense, which makes sense. You know, that would that would be annoying, too. Um, and Georgia's yeah. biggest falter or Georgia's biggest flaw in this elimination was at the end trying to figure out where they all go. So she had them for the most part in the right spot, but uh, you know, it was difficult for her to figure it all out. And she was so exhausted that she couldn't really use her mind as clearly as she wanted to. Um, and then we get uh, the first wrong check and then she got it again and she lost to Esther. I thought or she, she Esther lost to Georgia and I thought Esther lost amazingly. I don't know about you, but that was a good attitude right there. It was a good attitude until she hopped on Twitter uh, three months after the fact um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll also get into, but overall, and you're right. You could see that Esther was, was carrying the lighter weights mm. first because as they got to the end of the challenge, that's when Georgia pulled away, yeah. you know, they were separated by one, pretty much one relic the whole time. And Georgia ends up having a two or three relic advantage on her at the end, yeah. which gave her all the time in the world to fix her puzzle. Uh, so in, in that regard, it really wasn't as close as everybody tried to make it seem. They were trying so hard to sell how close it was. And it, it just, it never seemed in doubt that Georgia was going to lose. Yeah. It, it, there was never a doubt it in my mind there. either, unless uh, there was math. It was math related, which Georgia also mentioned. She saw the numbers and she was like, fuck, I should just pack up and go home. Cause this is math. <laughs> uh, Jessica's making a comment about how Kyle is such an idiot. He saw them compete before he should have been able to figure out the strategy when he was going and I completely agree with that I, without a doubt yeah, fatal flaw. you have I mean think about the fact that you're about to go run however many miles doing this thing with however much weight on your back and then you want to save your heaviest for the end you're going to pick up a hundred pounds and run it back after you've just done that with all of these other weights with 50s with 20s with 30s with everything else that's crazy he completely screwed mm. himself tactical error and and that was it huge tactical error so yeah second elimination was kyle versus theo and that's essentially why kyle lost he was ahead of theo his thinking from his confessional uh statement was that he wanted to overlap overlap theo at the beginning but that made no sense it just that wasn't important so he really fucked up there and the best part of the episode to me was Zach cheering for Kyle as a soccer mom. I love Zach. I know everybody's like so hit or miss with Zach, but he's just so funny. His humor. Him and Kyle, I can get behind that pairing. That was pretty great. That's a duo. That's a duo. I like them together. Um, was that Theo's third elimination win of the season? I think it was, and I don't think yeah, he's he done. Johnny and beat somebody else. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on him already. He's been killing it. Jessica tagged yeah. me in some some comments where some people don't like Theo. Apparently, the fans don't respect him at all, and I think it's just madness. Theo is a killer competitor. He's done so well for himself. He should be proud of himself, but we should be proud of him. I can't see, I can't see anywhere where he has done anything really wrong 
on the it season. It seems like everyone's issue with Theo is the edit. You you just you keep hearing these whispers that he's way more of a dick than is being portrayed on on screen. But who's whispering that? Who's whispering that? That's that's the community. That's that's what you're catching on. Even on Challenge Mania, they'll talk about it sometimes. Like like you know, people are saying that Theo's getting a favorable edit. I I don't like that because. Theo's been super upfront about the fact that his humor is just really aggressive and that some people like it and some people don't. And so to call someone an asshole just because you don't like their humor, you don't get their jokes, whatever it is, that's bullshit. And I feel like that's what's happening to Theo. I think yeah. it started, I think he was one of the people that was that was apparently involved in the, the incident where Amanda got her head taped up, which also that incident in itself looking back on it does seem like it was overblown we were so wrong on that one that was a everybody was super pressed about that yeah we were pressed about that and that was wrong we shouldn't have been pressed about that until we heard the whole story but amanda even saw the footage back and was like i'm sorry (laughs) yeah enos i couldn't agree more idris sucks yeah yeah they really should have put idris in even if idris goes in and wins another elimination this season i'm not going to respect him he's wallpaper he's bringing nothing to the show and i guarantee you that that he won't like like he hasn't done anything he hasn't done anything that's all I, that's all i can say he really hasn't okay so then we get the exit from esther it's really really cute she you know she makes a nice speech to everybody she also makes a cool confessional where uh she goes if i didn't come here best believe i wouldn't do this on the normal which is just hilarious because obviously not who's setting up obstacles courses in their backyard <laughs> in the middle of rainy london that's just never gonna happen and um then you have kyle telling them to switch and they don't switch. I'm so confused why Yo, I they love don't that Kyle, switch. I love in that forum that Kyle was just was just telling them that and that they included that in the edit. Like, switch, guys, switch. You're, you're screwed if you don't. And he's so right. Why wouldn't you do it? Theo put on Twitter a little clip um, of why didn't we switch teams? And it was just a dancing guy because we're stupid. And so they obviously know now after the fact that they definitely should have yeah, switched. Yeah, it's a, a hindsight yeah. mistake. Um and then Georgia, my girl, drops a, a line about everybody being up, like so far up Car and Polly's assholes that they, that they can't see straight, and that they're running the show. Tori also said that. Tori also said that. Do you like it from Tori or just from Cara? Just from Georgia. I mean, just from just Georgia. From Georgia. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm, I'm. They're I'm all like blending 25. into one person tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 25 percent coming around on Tori, um, but with with Georgia. When she said that, this this is why some people don't like Kara. Kara immediately goes into victim mode. Like you could see it on her face, and she goes, "Oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah, we're I, I guess we're just the bad guys all over again." And Johnny does that. That's why everybody used to hate Johnny. He would do that same shit. Why is it always me? Why is everybody always picking on me? Because you're calling the shots, dude. That's why. Yeah. Own it. That's all I'm asking but for. But would it. get in that like, mode. Yeah. So that's it. Just. Just own it. Let's end this off with Jessica's comment. She goes, so apparently on IG, Georgia said that Theo promised her she would go wherever he would go wherever she went. Um, so she feels bad that they didn't go. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know, it, it was her choice from the start. And, and I don't know. I got the sense, obviously, once she started talking that she was going to stay, you could just see her attitude. But I just don't know why she didn't switch. It, again, rookie mistakes, rookie mistakes, rookie mistakes. This yeah. mentality. So once they fix that, they watch this and they come back, they're going to be killing the challenges for it's a, sure. It's a money move, too, because there, there's two ways to think about it. One, you're getting crushed. So you're probably going to get crushed in a final. 
So if you're on the US mm. team, there's a lot of people, but you'll at least make some money. Or two, maybe mm. she's thinking, well, if you know, somehow I stay on UK and we make it to the final and we win, you know, we'll get a bigger piece of the pie. Maybe that's what she's thinking. But possibly. Man, I, I think it doesn't make any any sense because and it's like like uh Tori and Jordan were they were hoping people would jump because that would swing numbers in their favor and they they should have. Is Georgia upset with Kara about last season's bear cheating and Kara's reasoning to tell her? That's a question from Charlene. It's a good question, but I, I don't think I, so. I don't know if that's playing into it. I think she just, you know, she's on the other side of, of the mega alliance and she's just seeing mm. like, why, you know, why, why does everybody go along with this? Yeah. That, that's that got to be frustrating. She has to be in that mode. Um, anyway, so hopefully we'll have D on here at some point. We did reach out to her. We, we've been speaking to her since last season, so hopefully we'll get things sorted to have her back. The Chelsea interview is not done. I promise you guys, we will be following through on that. It will be happening oh, at yeah. some point. The Jewish holidays have been crazy, so hopefully we can figure out a time that works for us uh, next week or the week after. And uh, let's see. Of course, check out our store, saniacstore.com. Review us on iTunes. We have some great reviews on there. Yes. People really like me on iTunes. They don't like Zach so much. It's really funny. <laughs> it's uh, great. Robert wanted to wanted us to bring up the poll of who had the better goatee between me and Jordan. He wanted to know the results of that. It was very close. Mm-hmm. I believe Jordan beat me like ninety percent to ten. Yeah, it was just um, a slim margin. So obviously, you know, a lot of people were. It was a tough decision. People were tied between the two. We got a lot of votes. Yeah. We really appreciate that, guys. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, Jack, Jack, you are spot on. I have said this. Uh, about most of those people that everyone on team us are final flops with the exception of jordan who's not a final flop but yes cara paulie zach tori's not a final flop roy nani there's a lot of final floppers on that i think tori would be great in a final she was great yeah she she, yeah she she's she hasn't been to enough to to really tell but jordan's uh jordan's aces (laughs) yeah marcy i did not win Jessica wants to know when we're doing a a podcast on the new cast rumors. So we'll do that at some point soon. I want them to leave for filming before we start releasing that. Yeah, we were thinking about putting out something sooner, but things just change so much. So we'll just get the exact list. We need to get that. Yeah, we need to get the final list before we do that. Otherwise, it's just all speculation. Um, Yeah, and I will say based on the speculation, I'm really hoping for like one or two more additions. It's just, it's missing... It's missing the big comeback. Every season, the past three or four seasons, they've had you know a relatively big comeback, and it's just missing something. They, there, there needs to be like one more addition that'll get me hyped up. You wanted Marlon, didn't you? I think that's a great yes. idea, especially for the mix. Dude, from what I'm seeing, there's a wide open slot for Marlon to be there, and and I don't know if if he's been called or not. So MTV just needs to indulge us a little bit for a second yeah. and just give us like someone fresh. You know what I mean? Someone yep. someone who hasn't been on in a while, but who's who's gonna make a splash when a, they do a come. A fresh in. veteran would would be the way to put it. A fresh Definitely. veteran. That that's that's what we need. Like you got to have the new people, and I'm good with that. But you need a fresh veteran. Yeah, you do. Nelly T says, Jack, another thing, um, another thing <laughs> to mention as well is the fact that D and Georgia seem to be very close friends right now. So, you know, whatever beef transpired during the season, obviously has been put to bed. And, you know, I think that's all that we saw from online. Follow us, Saniac Podcast on Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, all the wonderful places. If you're listening to the audio and you want to get involved in our live videos, come tune in with us. We're usually live after the episode, although this one is the night after. I will say it was a pleasure watching the episode without commercials. Oh my God, that was amazing. Um, You know, so come, come, 
come join us. Come join us. We have a great comment section. I love all of you guys. Thank you for tuning in. It's been fantastic. Uh, this was a good week, a good episode, and we'll be back here next week on Wednesday night. And saniacstory.com, of course, for all of our merchandise. We'll get some cool things up there. Hopefully, we'll get a Liabetes shirt. I need to see how that looks like as a graphic, but Liabetes might be our next our next one. Yeah. I dig it. That. Thanks for tuning in. We'll All see right, you next guys. Week. See you later. Bring down the cult.